Okay, guys, let's shtag. Um, today is going to be a little more bikiyas than bi'in. Um, the sugiyas here are a little less meaty. We can get more into discussing different types of avatim, etc. But in regards to our sugi of Kedushin, it's a little less, <clears throat> it's a little less relevant than the rest of the sugiyas. So I'm going to go through it. We're going to understand it well, but we're not going to delve to the same depth that we usually do. Now, before we start seeing the Gemara inside... I first want to go over some sukkim, just so we have some basic background information of what the discussion here is. The in source two, I brought you a pasuk in Vayikra. The pasuk says, "V'chol zar It's talking here about truma, truma, and anyone who's not a kohen, anyone who's a zar, a stranger, he shouldn't eat truma. Toshav kohen, whether it be the resident of a kohen, v'sachir, or his paid worker. Lo yochel kodesh. They neither one of them, not the toshav and not the sachir, can eat truma. Now, we're here. We have to discuss what's it mean that why would we have thought that he could eat truma? Just because you're living, you're some I, I hire I the kohen. I'm hiring someone to work in my house. They could eat truma, for sure not. I'm saying we know that even if a lady goes through kedushin with a kohen, but she's not gone through the suin, rabbinically she's prohibited to eat truma. So how could it be? We really think the Torah has to say a pasuk to teach me that if I'm paying someone, an employee, that they don't eat they don't eat truma. So let's see Rashi. Rashi says though you eat kodesh, you shouldn't eat kodesh. So Rashi explains, but truma kasamidaber that when it says kodesh, it's referring to truma. How do we know it's referring to truma? Because everything that we're discussing here in the Chumash around this parsha. It revolves around Shuma. So since it's everything else revolves around Shuma, so obviously this Din, even though it uses the word Kedesh, is referring to Shuma. Now even Shuma, we know, has a higher sanctity than Chulin. For example, that usually Chulin you can only defile from a Shani of, of Tuma, right? If you have a source of Tuma that touches something else, right? As a, you have a, a, you have a Sheretz, and a person touches a Sheretz, that person becomes a Rishon. And now that person touches a food that becomes a Shani. That food, if it touches something else, doesn't make a shlishi. That's by regular food. But by truma, it makes it, it, makes it something called a shlishi. I mean, because it's more kodesh, it's more susceptible to truma. So we know that truma is called kodesh. So what's it mean, kodesh? You can't eat this holy food, this truma. Now, who are these tushiv koin v'sachir? Says Rashi. Tushavel koin v'sachir. A resident of the koin and his schiro, his, his paid worker. Lefikach, and since that's what we're talking about, Toshav is a nokad patach. It's a grammatical claim that Toshav is with a patach. The fishu double because it's connected. It's the Toshav of the Kohen. Vezu Toshav. So what's it mean a Toshav? Though let's talk about our facts before the grammar. Zenirza shukonri lo yadayevel. A Toshav is a nirza. We know there's different types of avadim. There's an evid ivri who sold an average evid ivri is sold for six years, and he works after those six years are up. He goes free. And that was in lieu of either a debt that he paid that compensates for money, or he was paid money for it, right? But that's a regular evid. A toshav is a nirza. Nirza is that the evid can come along and say, you know what? I like my job. I like the wife, the family that my master gave to me, and I want to stay around. So what happens? The master takes a sharp object. He pierces his ear. He doesn't have to wear an earring. This is a mis a misconception. Uh, he pierces the ear, he puts a hole in the ear, and that's it. That becomes an Evid Nirza. That person remains an Evid until Yevil. 
There's no time period where he goes free. He's there till Yevil. So a Toshav, says Rashi, when the Torah says, a Toshav Kohen, the Toshav El Kohen, the resident of a Kohen, that means an Evan Nirza. So he owns them, he's a monetary acquisition. And he's there for a long time. He's there for until Yevil. Vizus Chachir, what's a paid person? This is an Evid. It's also someone that you acquire. It's not something that you go ahead and just pay him for his services, but there's an acquisition here. And even though you and even though you acquired him, it's a Kenyan Shanim. A Kenyan Shanim, it's only for temporary, it's six years. That's why it's called a Sachir. She had to be she leaves after six. So Balkasav Limdecha, Khan, the Kitara came and taught you here. That when it comes to an Evid Ivri, whether it be an Evid Ivri that's owned for six years or an Evid Ivri that's owned till Shmita, until Yevil, I'm sorry, there the din is that he's done. There's the the Kohen doesn't acquire the body, the goof of the Evid to the extent that allows him to eat Petruma. We know that, say, for an Evid Kanani, if he bought a Canaanite slave, so then that Canaanite slave is yes allowed to eat Truma because he's considered the property of, of his master. And since the same way that a Kohen could feed his family, he could feed his animals. So anything which is in the immediate domain of the Kohen can eat truma, so, so too the Evid Kanani can eat truma. But this Evid Ivri, he doesn't have a Kenyan Aguf, he doesn't own him, it doesn't become part of his domain, even if it's called an Evid, it's really just an obligation of services. And therefore, and therefore he doesn't allow him to eat truma. So according to this, we have a Pasuk which says, Any stranger can eat truma. And a Tosh of Kohen, an Evan Nirza of a Kohen Vesachir, or even an Evan Ivri of Sheishanim, Lo Yochel Kodesh, they can eat Shuma. That's a Pasuk. That's going to be the basic background information that we go need in order to go ahead and read the Gemara. So now let's see the Gemara together. The Gemara is in the, the middle of Daftalad, Amun Aleph. Gufa, Vyotza Chinam. The Torah says that the Ame Ivri goes out free, Eli Yimei Bagris. What does it mean she goes out free? When she becomes a Bulgaris, she goes out free. She doesn't have to pay the master any kind of money. She goes free. She gets. She's not a servant anymore. In Kasef, so why does it say the redundancy, the second part of the Pasuk, in Kasef? Elu Yemeinairus. It comes to teach me that even by Yemeinairus, she also goes free. So ask the Gemara a very straightforward question. V'lichtiv rachmananairus v'loibabaigrus. How come the Torah has to write both? Just write that she goes free as a Naira, and the Torah wouldn't have to teach me that she goes free as a Bogaris also. Obviously, a girl becomes a Naira before she becomes a Bogaris. So since she's a Naira before she's a Bogaris, so just teach me Naira, and I'll know that she's for sure free as a Bogaris. So I'm a rabbi, came in one Pasuk, and it taught me the meaning of the other. Now what's it mean that one Pasuk taught me the meaning of the other? So let's see from their source. The same way that we extrapolate from Teshav and Sachir, that one came, one came and taught me the meaning of the other. Now what's it mean? What's our example of one came to teach me the meaning of the other? The Tanya was taught in Abraisa. A person who's a Teshav, when the Torah says Teshav, it means that he was acquired forever. Acquired forever means until Yevil came. Like we say on Rashi, Sachir, so what's it mean, a Sakhir? Zakonik Kaninshanim. It was a person who was only acquired for six years. Yes, the Gemara, yes, the Braisa. Yomer Toishov, maybe the Torah should only say Toishov, but the Yomer Sakhir. 
And it shouldn't say Sakhir Vani Omer. And I would say to myself, it only said Teshav, that's a Konui Kenin Olam, that he's acquired forever, he's acquired till Yevil. Einam Eichel. And nonetheless, he doesn't get to eat Truma. So Konui Kenin Shanim. So if a person's only acquired for six years, and not till Yevil, all the more so that he doesn't get to eat with Truma. So if we just said Teshav, and I knew that Evan Yirza doesn't eat Truma, so I don't need a Pasuk to tell me that an Evan Ivri for Kenin Shanim would also not eat Truma. So says the Gemara, Idu Kain, if it only said Toshav, Hayisiyoma Toshav, I would have said something different. I said, Toshav, you know what a Toshav is? Zekanu Kinyan Shanim, a Toshav is an Evid who was only acquired for six years. Aval Kanu Kinyan Oilom. But if a person was an Evid Nirza, he became a real bona fide Evid, he was there till Yoivo, then, then I would think that that, that kind of Kinyan, that kind of Evid, an Evid Nirza, then he could eat Shuma. Therefore, Basachir, therefore the Torah wrote Sachir. And Sakhir taught me that an Evid, a regular Evid Ivri for six years doesn't eat Truma. Velimid al Toshav. And that taught me that the Toshav, who is really an Evid Nirza, Sha'afal Pisha, Kanui Kaninailam, even though he's acquired until Yovel, nonetheless he doesn't get to eat. So therefore, what? The fact that we have the Pasuk of Sakhir isn't because really the din of Sakhir is necessary to teach, once we have the din of Toshav. But the Pasuk of Sakhir is necessary to teach me what the meaning of Toshav is. And now that I know what the meaning of Toshav is, so therefore, I can go ahead now and say that even a Toshav is Kanui Kaninelam, nonetheless, doesn't eat Shuma. So similarly, if we're going to apply to Argamara, if we only said V'yotzechinam, and we meant, we would say, what, that means Nairus? We wouldn't have known that. We would have thought V'yotzechinam meant Bagras. And when it came to Bagras, we would know that what? We would know that a Bogaris, she goes free. She's not an Amaivri anymore, but maybe a Nairis still an Amaivriya. Therefore, it said, Ein Kasef, to teach me, no, even a Naira goes free. Aye, so only say Vyatzachinam. Even only said Vyatzachinam, I would have thought it was talking about an, uh, a Bogaris, but I wouldn't have known a Naira goes free. Therefore, it says both to teach me the meaning of Vyatzachinam, Ein Kasef, that even an Ein Kasef, even a Naira goes free. As an Ame Ivriya. That's a means to end her servitude. And that's the comparison. The fact that we have two Psilkim teaches me the meaning of the real meaning, which is going to teach me the din which I'm looking for. That an Ayra goes free as an Ame Ivriya. So now Abaye is going to challenge this proposition of the Gemara. So I'm Abaye. Abaye says as follows Meet dummy. How can you compare the case of Teshav Asachir to the case of our case of Nairus and Bagras? Hosam Cheikufenino. Over there, in the case of an Evid, an Evid, an Evid Nirza, and a regular Evid Ivri, those are two different people, the two different categories. The Kinami Kasav Rahman of Nirza, the Yechel, the Hadar Kasav Idach, Aviskir Milsta Asikavachemer, Mosida Asikavachemer Tarah Kasavakro. What's the Abaye say? Because let's say that theoretically the Torah said something different. The Torah said Toshav Nirza. And therefore, we would have known that Toshav meant it was an Evid Nirza. We could never explain this Toshav as being an Evid for six years. And then it said Toshav Nirza Lo Yechel. And after it said Toshav Nirza Lo Yechel, it says, Vahadar Kasav Idach. Kasav Idach. And nonetheless, afterwards it says that a Sechir can't eat. So then, well, how would we have understood the fact that the Torah wrote Sachir afterwards? That would have been in Milsida Asi Bekal Vachaymer. That's something which, even though we could have derived it from a Kavachomer, nonetheless, sometimes we have situations where the Torah goes and writes two different cases, even though we could have derived the second halacha from logic. 
But here, in our case, it's Chad Gufahi. It's only one person. There's only one situation. It has to be this situation. So Kinafka Laminairis, therefore, when she leaves Nairis, and that's, that would be Kilo the Torah told us she left him in Arusa. So then, Bagrus Mabais Kabei. Why would he have to write Bagrus? Every single situation is going to be that she was in Naira first. So here, in our circumstance, it could have just said, Ben Arusa Yatzachinam. And it doesn't have to say, In Kosef. So therefore, we don't have this answer of Bozeli Melzeh when it comes to our situation, according to Abaye. Therefore, it comes along Abaye to the new Teretz. Amar Abaye. The reason we need a separate pasuk for Bogeres, that we can't just rely on Nairus and say Bozel It's coming to teach us that what? That a Bogeres of an Islandess, an Islandess, we'll see soon in the Rambam, she never has a state of being an Ira. Therefore, what would have thought? We would have thought that only Nairus is a means of leaving Azama Ivriya. But an, an islandess who never has a stage of being an Ira, she goes straight from being a Katana to a Bogeris. They would have thought that she stays in Ama Ivriya forever. Therefore, Kamash Malan, that we have Yatzachinam to teach me Bagras, the Bagras of an islandess, and we have Ein Kasav to teach me Nairus for every other lady, that that's the basis of them going free. That's Abai's answer. So it's not a bozeh limin alzeh, like the first proposition of Rabbah. Rather, according to Abaye, it's teaching us two separate in him, the bagres of an islandess and the nairus of everyone else. Now, Mar Baravashi is going to challenge this last statement of Abaye. Maskifil Mar Baravashi, velav Is it only logical that you go free, that a girl goes free who's an islandess as a bogeres? The same way that Simanim don't let her leave the Rishus of her father, but she leaves the Rishus of her master. So Bagris, so Bagris, which for sure certainly takes her to the Rishus of her father, all the more so she'll leave the Rishus of her master as a Bulgaris. So therefore we don't need a Pasuk to teach me that Bulgaris goes free. We can derive that from a Kavachimer. Aye, so why do I need the Pasuk to teach me something by Bulgaris? We needed to teach me in regards to the this actual sale of the Ayanus herself as an Ame Ivriya. I could have thought that only if at the end of the day the girl ended up having Simonim of Nairus, that's when the original sale from the onset was a real sale. That's when she became an Ame Ivriya. The Asi Simon Nairus. But if a girl is never going to get Simone Nairus, she was an islandess, then I might think, then her sale wouldn't go ahead and be a proper sale. Then it would have been a mekachtu, so you'd have to give the money back. Therefore, the came along the turn and told me that no, the sale was legitimate, that she really was an Ivriya, even though she turned into an islandess. So we discovered she was an islandess. So yes, the Gemara on Mar Barvashi, the Mar Barvashi, the Amalav Kavachimahu, that says, isn't it a Kavachimah that we understand that a, a girl who's a Bulgarist goes free from a master? Very good, it's a Kavachimah. Baha'am Rinan, Milsadasu Kavachimah, Tarafa Kasa Lakra. Even if it's a Kavachimah, 
Nonetheless, there are times where Chavah Chaymer, we are Torah Chavah the Quran, the Torah goes out of its way to write it. So here, very good, it's uh, Bulgaris goes free. And then we can derive from logic. But maybe this is an example of a place where, even though it works as a Chavah Chaymer, Torah Chavah the Quran, so how could you derive this new din? We would have thought that the sale wasn't a good sale, Kamash is a good sale. Now the Gemara answers, when do we say, That's only when we have no other way to make a teaching. Therefore, when we're pushed up against the wall, therefore, we're willing to say, that the Torah went out of its way to write it, even though we could derive it from a Kabbal But if we have a different teaching that could come out from that, from that Pasuk, and we could derive the more basic halacha from a kavachemer than mishaninan. We teach the second halacha, and the more basic halacha we derive from the kavachemer. So my Ravashi is not going to be bothered. I we tarach v'kasav lakra, because here he had another teaching that he could use to derive uh, from the pasuk of begeres. That's the basic read of the Gemara. Now, putting the basic read of the Gemara aside, there's going to be some questions here that we want to address to try to better understand the pshat. So I wrote down the questions here in source number four. Now, let's start off number one. According to this, the according to Rabbah, the Torah presented the fact that an Ira goes free as an Ivriya from a, the, the statement from a structure of Now, that being said, how come the Torah came along and said a, a, a structure of The Torah could have written simply is instead of saying in Kasef, right? Say it, say it, Shona, Vyatza Menairus. Why does it say Vyatza Chinam in Kasef if the whole reason why it's saying Vyatza Chinam in Kasef is just to teach me this concept of uh, Anaira also goes free? Anaira also goes free. So say Vyatza Menairus. So now this qu- question Rashi really addresses in Devamaskal Tekinami. Rashi says here, he's talking about Tisha and Nyutsa. He says, Kalimah, I feel a pure Shakos of Nyutsa. Even the Torah said that a Tisha was a Nyutsa. And then the Torah came and said, even an Inu Nirza, regular Abedivri, also can't eat Shuma. Even though I didn't have to write it, I could say, Even though I didn't have to say Skir, nonetheless, it was Tarach Vakas of Lakra and was just more expansive. So therefore, when it writes in this context, that's why it's coming to teach me that. So it comes along the Rashi and says a precedent. If we could ever make it that if we have the two variables, we have Tushiv and Selchir, we have Begeris and we have Naira, and we could say that it's a Milsadasibakabakasavakra. So if we said Naira, then I for sure would know Bulgaris, it's a it's a Svara. So once that's true, then the fact that the Torah expressed it in the Ba'zavilim and Al-Zeh isn't a problem, because the whole issue seems to be that there is an Arichas Lashen, that the Torah is being too loquacious, and saying too many words. But if the structure is a structure that the Torah could express, because it could be expressing a din, which anyways could be uh, So then, the fact that it didn't change the text, it didn't say Nirza explicitly, it didn't say Nair explicitly, Rather, it just took the two variables, which anyways could have been expressed as a milsida asibakavachomer. So then, that's when he could say uh, So it seems like it's a, a, a prerequisite to being the structure of a bazalimilazer is the fact that the two variables actually could be derived logically one from the other.
Now, in regards to Abayi's Svara, Abayi says Svara, that there's a distinction to be made here, that you can't make a Bazalimid al when it comes to Amaivriya, because there it's Chad Gufa, which is not true when it comes to an Evid, an Evid, that's a Nirtsas, an Evid regular Evid Ivri, there it's Shaygufi, so you can have that, you can have that Svara of a Bazalimid al Now, what's that distinction? Shaygufi, Chad Gufa. So Rashi here says that when it comes to Shaygufi, it says, They both can be in the house of the Kohen. Meaning to say that they're both realities that can coexist. And if they can coexist, therefore seemingly, the realities that we have to deal with independently. But Rashi, in Divra Maskal Aval Hacha says, that, that what? It says that, that the Torah took him out of the Rishus of the Odon, Already when she's a Naira. And therefore, Therefore, we never have a reality that she leaves Bebagros. So, how could the Torah write about a concept which doesn't exist? Meaning to say that we only can say a Svar of by two things which are two situations which are feasible. But if we only have one situation which is feasible, a feasible reality, so that even if in a theoretical plane something could exist, that doesn't suffice to make a bazal So the crux of a treigufei chadgufei isn't really it's one person or two people, but the crux is are both are these both realities which can be manifest in a practical sense. So now in order to deal with the next questions, I want to go through the Rambams I brought you in Source 5 to really get to the crux here of the Abayi's approach, Ravashi's kashas, we have to get some more familiar with the halachas of what's a bogeres, what's a naira, how do those things change. So let's see it. Here, I brought for you the Rambam in Hilchus Ishus. Here it's Perak Beis Halacha Aleph. It says, Abbas Mimli Dissad Shi Bash Shtemasrei Shana, Gemorus. So a girl from the time she's born until she's 12 years old, Hinikris Ketana, Vinikris Tinaikas, she either called it a Ketana, a young girl, or Tinaikas, a baby. And even if she has multiple hairs in a pubic area during this time period, it's tantamount to a mole, and therefore it doesn't have any kind of halachic significance. But if she brings two hairs on the lower portion of her body, in the places which are known, the normally have hair, and she's 12 years old in one day, Umala, or older, Nikras Naira. From that point on, she's a Naira. So in order to be a Naira, you have to be 12 years old in one day, plus have pubic hair. That's an Alecha Aleph. Comes along Alecha Beis. Vavash te Cyrus bezmanaz a Nikras Simen atachtein. When she gets those two hairs, that's called a Simen. Umiach shtevi Simen atachtein. And when she brings those two hairs, Tikra Naira and Shisha Chadashim Gomorim. She's called a Naira for the next six months. So from 12, mo- 12 years and one day, for six months, she's a Naira. From there, From 12 years, six months, and one day, she's called a Bogeres. And the only difference between Nairus and Bagras is six months at all. Now, says the Rabbi Nalcha Gimel, Let's say she's 12 years old, one day, and she doesn't have any hair. Even though it seems like there's certain simana which is an islandess, she has a she has a, a, a deep voice. She doesn't have any kind of 
um, development in her chest, meaning whatever, there's five different simon of her being, being an islandess, she, doesn't have, she has those signs. She has the halacha of being a katana until she's 12, 20 years old, I'm sorry. And now when she brings two hairs, I feel even if she's 20 years old already, she'll be a naira for the next six months. So Nairus is always this in-between stage. This stage from when she first brought Simon until six months later, any time she's going through that transitional phase, she's called a Naira. And she's a Katana until she brings two hairs after the age of 12 years and one day old. So that's already going to be, right, a Katana is anywhere up to the age of 20 we saw so far, as long as she didn't bring any pubic hairs. She's a naira starting from the age of 12 years old and one day once she brings two pubic hairs. And that stage of naira lasts for six months. And after that six months period, she becomes a bulgaris. Now, says the Ramam and Halacha Dalet, let's say she was 20 years old, except for 30 days. So it's 19 years and 11 months. And she doesn't have any pubic hair. But nearby somebody islandess. And now we see what? We see the signs that she's an islandess. An islandess is a girl who's not going to come, never going to be able to have birth, give, have children. So here, an islandess, that's when she becomes an islandess. But if there's no signs of her being an islandess, everything looks totally normal, just practically speaking, she didn't develop any pubic hair. So I died in Ketanahi, so now she has to either she's going to be a, a naira until she I'm sorry she's going to be katana I'm sorry until she has two pubic hairs or until she's thirty five years and one day once she's thirty five years and one day we already say that's half your life we say in Shabbos davening a person the average person lives seventy years so thirty five years and one day it's only more than half her life she stops being a katana so this explains what happens says the Raman al Chadalari so now she's 35 years old and one day without any Cyrus, or she's 20 years old with with Simani Islandis. How is it Nikra Islandis? Awful Pishla Niraba Simon with Simani Islandis. At least 35, she's an Islandis, even though she doesn't have any signs of it. Nimsis Lomid, Sha Islandis, Ainami Nairus, and then we cut Nusa Tetila Bagras. So here, says the Rambam, that means that she transitioned straight from being a Ktana. At the age of 35, she switched straight to being, to, straight to being a Bulgaris. That's explicit in the Rambam. So now, let's go back and plug it into our Gemara. The Gemara says that we're discussing here, according to Abaye, the reason why we need two Psukim is, first of all, we need a Pasuk for every girl when she becomes a Naira, that she leaves Brushus, her Odin, as an Ame Ivriya. And then we have a second Pasuk telling us that a Bulgaris... An islandess who becomes a Bulgaris, there she also leaves the shus of her Adan, which is Ama Ivriya. So that's true. How old was this girl when she was sold? So we know what Ama Ivriya, negative Ivriya, sold for six years. So if she sold for six years and she became a Bulgaris, that means that she had to be at least 29 years old when she was sold. We're talking about an old Ama Ivriya. Usually we think Ama Ivriya, six, seven, five. Right, a young girl, what's she doing already? She's doing a little sleeping, doing a little laundry, cooking a little bit, whatever she is. This girl's 29 years old, 30, 31, when she sold his name Ivria. And now, when she becomes a Bagaris at the age of 35 years and one day, because she doesn't have any simonim, that's when she's going free. That's going to be the case, according to these halachas brought down in the Rambam.
So here the Gemara later on brings a, a swara of Marbaravashi. Marbaravashi wants to say a swara that the reason why we need a pasuk of Bagaras is that we would think that a girl who becomes an islandess would never be able to be sold as an amivri in the first place. So what Stamma would that have meant? That meant it meant that when it comes to when it comes to a girl who was sold, so her father got a certain amount of money. Now what happens? She goes and works. Now we find out she's an islandess. We find out she's an islandess, that sale was no good in the first place. So seemingly what would have to happen is the father gets the money back. Father I'm sorry has to give the money back. And assume that now that she worked, so she has to get paid for that work. So it has to be monetary compensation. That would be the din. Now, why would we have think that would be why would we have thought that would be true? So it could be said since the Pasuk says that when she goes free, so how is she going free? She's going through Shabanim. A person sold his daughter. She's not Yitzhakadim. Rather she's Yitzhay. Right? With what? With Simonim. So now that she's Yitzhak with Simonim, that could be that's part and parcel of the sale itself is the fact that she goes out in a certain fashion. But if she's not able to go out in the fashion that's stipulated by the Torah, so maybe that would undermine the whole pretext of the sale itself. To that, she says the Pasuk's coming to teach you otherwise. No, that even though one of, the, one of the reasons, one of the ways that she can actually be freed from this servitude isn't relevant, nonetheless, we still have the ability to make that sale in the first place. That would be the Swara here in the Havamin and the Kamash Malam. And according to these three different opinions, we're going to end up with three different Gemaras. According to Rabbah, we have a Baza Limirozeh, that Vyotza Chinam is teaching me Bagras, Ein Kasev is teaching me Nairas, these are both ways to go free as Nama Ivriya. And the extra Yud of Ein Kasev is teaching me Kasev Kedushin. According to Abaye, Vyotza Chinam is teaching me that a Bulgaris that's an islandess goes free as Nama Ivriya. According to the Pasak Ein Kasef that's teaching me a Naira goes free as Nama Ivriya. And the Yud of Ein Kasef is teaching me the Din of Kasef Kedushin. The reason why I need a Pasuk for Bulgaris of Islandess is because of Milsada Asibakal Kra. And according to Marber of Ashi, the Pasuk of Yatachinam is teaching me that the Mechira of an Ayunus as an Ame Ivri is a valid Mechira. The Pasuk of Ein Kasef is teaching me the fact that an Ayra goes free as an Ame Ivriya. And the Yud of Ein Kasef is teaching me that Kasef Kedushin works. So three different approaches dealing with the same exact Sugya. Now that being said, Let's continue. We're going to start, make initial read on it. We're going to pose some questions and we're going to call it quits. So it says the Gemara. And another Tana brought the source for Kedushay Kasef from here, from a different place. That a man takes himself a wife and relations with her. Right, and he doesn't enjoy her. He didn't enjoy, like her. Why? Because he found an erva stover. He found something which is an act of promiscuity, and therefore he got rid of her. Right. So what's the Gemara say? Gemara says in kicha el 
the fact that it says kikach ish isha, we know that the word kicha means kesef. How do we know that the word kicha means kesef? Like it says in the pasuk, that I gave the money for the field, so take it from me. So we see clearly from the pasuk that the connotation of the word kach is a language of giving over money. Yes, the Gemara of Why do I need a pasuk? I can derive this from logic. How can I derive this from logic that you could use kesef for kedushin? The same way in Ivriya, you can't acquire her with bia, but you could acquire her with kesef. So a wife who you could acquire with bia, ain't no kesef. Oh, isn't it logical that you could acquire her with a kesef? So how come we ask the Gemara? Why do I need a source that there's something called kedushin kesef? Even if I didn't have a source of Kedushe Kesef, the fact that I could source Kedushe Bia, I could derive the fact that there's a concept of Kedushe Kesef from, from Ama Ivriya. That Kedushe Bia doesn't work, but Kesef does work. So we see that when it comes to a type of Kenyan that we're more stringent, we don't accept Bia. Nonetheless, we accept Kesef. So in a Kenyan which we are less stringent about, we accept Bia, all the more so we should accept Kesef. And says the Gemara, no, I'll just prove you from Avama. Why? That there, I proved to you the fact that the fact, the, the ability to acquire with someone with Bia is not a leniency, because the Avama you could acquire with Bia, but you can't acquire her with Kesef. So we see here that it's not, just because you can acquire through Bia doesn't mean that you can be acquired through Kesef. Yes, the Gemara, it's not a disproof. Why am I Yavama Shekinah Yavama is also different. You can't acquire her with a shtar. Term of bezush and ikhnas b'shtar. That's when it's not true when it comes to an ivriya and a wife that you can acquire with a shtar. And since you acquire both of them with shtar, so therefore the fact that you found a circumstance where someone could be acquired with bia and not with kesef, that doesn't reveal in someone who could be acquired through shtar as well. And therefore maybe if you could acquire through bia and shtar, but we don't know about kesef, <coughs> So then, if you can be acquired with Shtar and Kesef, but we can be acquired with Bia, all the more so that the person we don't know about Kesef, but could be acquired with Bia and Shtar, could also be acquired. How do we know that's not true? Tamanoma ki kach ish. A pasuk. A pasuk. Yes, the Gamora halamani kro. Why do I need that pasuk, though? At the end of the day, we have a legitimate svari. Logic dictates otherwise. Because we could say, really, no, from the onset, we have a challenge. What's the challenge? Where are you trying to bring a support from? From an indentured female servant? Amivria is different. Why? Because she goes free with Kesef. When it comes to a wife, she doesn't go free through Kesef. So maybe the fact that she goes free through Kesef is indicative of the fact that you can acquire her with Kesef. But a wife, you can't go free through Kesef. She only goes free through Get and Mises Abal, who says that she can go free with Kesef. Therefore, it has to say Kikachish to teach us that no, you can't just purely derive it off logic. We actually need a Pasuk. Comes along the Gemara now and deals with an issue. At the end of the day, we have two psukim. We brought the Gemara on Dafkim Lamad Beis. It says, That's a source for Kedushay Kesef. Over here, Dalad Amad Aleph, Dalad Amad Beis, I'm sorry, we bring a separate pasuk, Kikachish Isha. So, what's our first source for Kedushay Kesef? So, it says the Gemara, We need a source for 
And we have to bring source also, we need both of us. Why? If it only said, I would have thought, I would have thought that when it comes to Kedushin, that the husband gives the money to her, it would belong to her. Therefore, therefore, it told us that no, the money goes to the father. But if the Torah only said, I would have thought, when she gives the money to the man, when she's Makadashim, it would work. Therefore, therefore, the Torah says that he has to do it, she can't do it. Right? She can't do it. So, therefore, we need both Psukim. That's a basic read through this Gemara. This Gemara is so, so hard. Now, now let's go through that, yeah? Number one, the Gemara is trying to bring here a Pasuk of Kiikach. Now, what's Kiikach trying to prove? Kiikach seemingly is trying to prove the fact that what? That we have a source for Kedusha Kesef. We have a source for Kedusha Kesef. Now, what did Kiikach prove on the Beis of an Aleph? Exera Shava, we had Kicha Kicha, Exera Shava to prove that there's something called Kinyan. That Kedusha was a Kinyan. So, on Beis of an Aleph, Exera Shava of Kicha Kicha proved that there's a Kinyan. Now, is Kiikach the same thing as the Exera Shava of Kicha Kicha? Unclear. It could be this is going to be a Machlikas Rishonim at the end of the day. But from the basic read of the Gemara, I would have known that. I would see that the Gemara brings a pasuk kiikach, and kiikach means kin- money. I don't know kiikach means money. When asati money. So it sounds like it's not from Exir Shavah. It's that we have a pasuk here, and the pasuk says the basic interpretation of the pasuk is that what is that we have something called a kini kesef. Fine, we have something called a kini kesef. Now, if we have a kini kesef, that's sourced in kiikach. We already had a source for that from Vyatzachinam. So now who said Vyatzachinam? That was a Yudam Arav. Comes along the Gemara. The Gemara says Tanamaitlamihokha. Tanamaitlamihokha means a different Tana brought it from here. He sourced it from here. Now does that Tana agree with the Yudam Arav? A Vyatzachinam? My assumption is no. Saying that the source of Kedusha Kesef is from Vyatzachinam. Now I have a phantom Tana, a Tana Maitlamihokha, and it's called a Brysa. When the Brisa says the source of Kedusha Kesef is Kikach Yishisha, Machlekes. If you don't believe me, look at Rashi. Says Rashi, the Ramazchov Atana Maisa Miyocha, Kedusha Kesef, the Yolif Luhu of Yehuda de Leil, the Kedusha Kesef which Yehuda earlier learned may in Kesef. He learned it from the Pasuk of In Kesef. This Tana learned it from Kikach Seifron. So Rashi is explicit. Pasha explicit there's a machlekes here between Rav Rav and Avkimul Beis and the Tana of this Brisa on Dalad Beis. Two different opinions. Comes on the Gemara and the Gemara makes it Tzvichasa. If we only said this, I would have thought that. And if I only said that, I would have thought this. What do you mean? How can you make it Tzvichasa? A Tzvichasa is when I have two different sources and the sources are agreed upon to be sources, then the Gemara has to explain why I need both sources. But if you can ask Rav Yehuda Rav 
Why do I need the pasuk of ki kachish isha in regards to sourcing kedusha kesef? You know what review number is going to sell you? I don't need it. I don't need it. And if I'm going to ask the time of the brisa, why do I need v'yotachinam in regards to the sourcing kedusha kesef? The time of the brisa is going to say you don't need it. So how can the gemara make it tzvichasa? According to Rashi, it's an explicit in Rashi. Put an explicit in Rashi. There's a machlekes here. There's a machlekes. You don't make it tzvichasa. How can the gemara make it tzvichasa? So Mishnah, you would try to pull a, a rabbit out of a hat, and you would say, no, even though the Gemara says, it doesn't mean that there's only machlokas. We try to finesse it. Fine, you finessed it. But Rashi is explicit. There's a machlokas. There's a machlokas. How do you make it tzichasa? Pella. Pella. Mamesha Pella. Now let's continue with our frustrations in the Gemara. The Gemara wants to now go ahead and source Kedushay Kesef, not from a Pasuk, it wants to source it from a Kavachaymer. What's my Kavachaymer? From Ivriya. From Ivriya. So now, this is, this is so interesting, right? Let's be honest here. Every Kenyan is accomplishing, right? And what, what's a Kenyan? A Kenyan is, I want to attain ownership over the field. So I act to the field like an owner. I plow the field, and now the house is mine. The field is mine, I'm sorry. I want to own a house, so what do I do? I do an active acquisition on the house. I lock the door. I act like the owner. And therefore, and therefore, I own the house. So I'm going to buy an Ivriya. So now, why does Kesef work? Because I'm acquiring rights to her work, to her avida. Now, why does Bia work for a wife? Because when I'm marrying my wife, I'm acquiring rights to Ishus. So the fact that Bia works for a wife, and that Bia doesn't work for an Ivriya, isn't because there's a leniency by wives that were more expansive in the forms of Kinyanam that you can make. It's because the nature of what you're acquiring is different. So since you're acquiring with your wife the rights to Ishus, Ishus is a valid means of Kenyan. That's why Bia works. So how can you make a Kavachimer? Kavachimer, that since Bia works by a wife, and Kesef, we don't know, we see that by Nami Ivriya, Bia doesn't work, but Kesef does work, so it must be that Kesef works by a wife. What are you talking about? You're acquiring two separate things. One, you're acquiring work rights, that's a monetary value, that's a monetary asset, and the other thing, you're acquiring Bia. You're acquiring Ishus. So that, that's why. There's no kala, there's no chaymer. There's two separate things being discussed. If the two separate things are being discussed, how could the Gemara call chaymer? Pella, merabs nigra. This whole Gemara so far, line to line, is so troublesome. But let's continue. Adarabah. Adarabah. The questions are going to bring out the answers. Now, Stamazai, this whole havamina here of making a chalva chaymer is also preposterous. We know there's a halacha, that if a lady is promiscuous in marriage... So she's a misa if she gets as Edom and Asra, and there's not Edom and Asra, she's a Chayv Kares, Asra to her husband. There's punishments. There's a, there's a judicial system. We know that there's a concept called the Inen Shemitah that if a person transgresses a prohibition, but the prohibition is not expressed in the Pasuk, it's derived from logic, a Kavachimah, so then there's no punishment. So how can the Gemara have a Havamina? How can the Gemara have a Havamina to derive the fact that Kedushay Kesef is, is an Isser, how could, how could the Gemara have a mina to derive the source for Kedusha Kesef as from a Svaro that would result in the fact that you're unable to give any kind of punishment for it? And we also know that's, that's explicit in the, in the Torah, not like that. Obviously, there's punishments for, for Kedushin. There's, there's punishments for promiscuity. So, so from the concept of Enon Din, that would be Mechiyach that that's an impossibility to derive the source of Kedusha Kesef from a Kabbalah How could that be? Pela. Now, 
It's just get, guys. It just keeps. It just keeps getting worse. Remember, it just keeps getting worse. Now, let's keep going on. Says the Gemara in the Tzichasa. If it only had a pasuk of yatachinam, I would think what that she could give the she could give the money the man money and be mekadesh him. Then that would work. Therefore, the Torah doesn't say kiikach. Ani lo mevin. I pashat lo mevin. Why? Because what's kedushin? Kedushin is that the man bought exclusive rights to intimacy with his wife. He bought exclusive rights to intimacy. Now, is there a havamina that a woman could buy exclusive rights to her husband? Is there any prohibition for the man to have two wives? Yankov Avinu did not have four wives. Avram Avinu didn't have two wives. I don't get it. So, so it's clear that there's no concept of buying exclusive rights to a man. Obviously. What's Kedushin? Rashi, the Gemara, the Gemara, the Beis Amad, the Kedushin is a language of the Asala Kuliyama Kehektish. It's creating a prohibition through the Maisekinian. There's an Isser here. How does an Isser come about? It comes about through the acquisition. I acquire exclusive rights. How could a lady acquire exclusive rights? Elamai, the man's acquiring exclusive rights? But it's a purchase. Whoever heard of a, of, of a woman, a, a purchaser, well, it's it's like it's like Sears giving you money for you to buy the sofa. Obviously, it's not Havamina. The department store is not giving you the money for you to take the sofa from them. You give you the purchaser, give the seller the money, and the seller gives you the the, the, the asset, the commodity that you're getting. So obviously, what's what's that mean? The woman's giving you the money, and she's giving you the exclusive rights. Why would that be? How does that make any sense? There's a mechira here. There's a, there's a pattern of, of how things how transactions work. All of a sudden, we're forgetting that. Pelaplayim, pelaplayim. Now, it's not worse enough. Rashi did Rashi says Since we see that kesef creates a marriage, so mali kesef didi, mali kesef Who cares if it's his money? Who cares if it's her money? What's that mean? The kesef of the ishus. Kesef makes a marriage. Kesef doesn't make a marriage. Kesef facilitates a transaction. Because it facilitates a change of ownership. It doesn't create a relationship. Avid Ishus. What's, what's this concept of Avid Ishus? Who made relationships? Who made relationships? I sold you something. Uh, that we established already from the Mishnah. Aisha Niknes. Is that my Sakinian? That we established already. There's a sale here. That we established in the Rambam. That a, a lady can't prohibit. The husband can get pleasure on her through a nether because it's a superior, How could it be? Pella. The whole thing's a pella. What's up with Ishus? Now, now, the last thing is the language of Rashi. Let's talk about the language of Rashi. Rashi, now, she gives money to him. Says Rashi, Kesef. She's a Makadashim. How does she Makadashim? The Unrelay is Kadashli. You should be Makudash to me. Again, is really a havamina here? The, the, the Kudishli. Who's marrying who? Who's, getting, who's becoming usher? The man's becoming usher. Aye, she's saying it. She's saying, she's saying the man became usher. Why is Rashi even harping on what she's saying? The Gemara says, Who says anything about the Amira? Rashi is telling an Amira. The whole thing is so not understandable that Amir Tashem next week will try to start to break into it. Sakharaba, go to Shabbos.